Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to offer a personal share about a reflection I had or an experience on the four-day silent retreat just passed. And next week I'm going to bring our series full circle. We've been talking about how the division and the polarization and we've been talking about the mental health issues around the COVID um, situation. And I want to bring that series full circle with an episode on how to cultivate more trust for life in your life, which is going to be a beautiful conclusion to that challenging topic. I definitely feel like there's a lot more to discuss and I want to keep the discussion going. Um, I have put out some posts on the harmful effect of mandates on my personal page. So I feel like there's a lot of P's in that PPP. So check out my personal accounts for some discussion around the polarization and how to hold a more um, synthesizing perspective instead of a divisive perspective um, and how that can come across in our communications and so on. And again, what, I, what I'm wanting to offer is different considerations. So, you know, philosophical perspectives or just different perspectives that help us to expand our objectivity and that I feel like is such a gift it's for me I I think I've mentioned this many times before for me the evidence of spiritual progress is being able to be objective and to not spiral into thinking and to be able to have a freedom in and amongst your thinking. (laughs) The word freedom is getting thrown around a lot by, you know, minds and bodies and communities and, you know, tribes of people that are, are not free, you know, are completely captivated by story, drama, trauma. So yeah, this is what these conversations are about. So yeah, definitely um, follow me on Facebook or on Instagram to hear more about some different considerations. And I've got a lot of feedback that it has been so healing and has significantly supported people in their relationships to hear these different perspectives. And my intention is to try to pull us out of the spiral um, of negative thinking and the spiral of a loss of freedom, loss of agency in our journey through this, because we are all on a journey and we need to take responsibility for that. And okay, so back to my retreat reflection, what I experienced there. um, Yeah, it was this firsthand encounter of the downward spiral that so many of us are experiencing. And it started right away in the, as we landed in retreat in our opening circle, I just felt so much pain um, in these different expressions and the beautiful bodies of, you know, pain, overwhelm, struggle, 
hopelessness and seeing all of that was challenging in the opening circle. Um, it was very grounding because as I have given this series about, you know, that is meant to address the mental health issues of the current pandemic, I am aware of the collective pain, you know, on some level. But yeah, to see it all there, it was um, grounding. I was like, oh, wow, okay, it's it's real. Um, and everyone comes onto retreat and they're just like, oh, you know, I need a bit more stillness. I need a bit of a detox. But the, there was a real heaviness between December from our last retreat and February last week when we just finished our four-day retreat. And yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the mandates had just come in, in Western Australia that, you know, further um, stigmatized and, you know, divided different groups in the community. And, you know, that week following when the mandates came in, there was such a heaviness, there was such an obscurity, you know, even people who were vaccinated were just so not inclined to leave their houses and you know to to participate in the parts of the community that they were not being restricted in at all it just felt it just felt really weird and from December last year when there was these really harsh snap lockdowns um, over that one positive case that started a a lot of heaviness that is uh it's not going to go away for a while and we need to journey through this so yeah, there was a real heaviness in the beginning of the retreat. And um, I, I felt that through the retreat. Now, normally the first few days, um, it does feel like a bit of a push for me. A lot of people, you know, it's this time it was half repeaters, half beginners. So it's at least half beginners of these people who have just kind of stumbled into retreat. Some of them don't even know who I am. And um, there's a push there to, you know, support them, get them comfortable and familiar with the space and the work. Um, And then after that kind of little bit of an uphill push, the retreat just slides and people just kind of flow. And I mean, that's a typical experience. And for me, at least, it's a lot more effortless once people are a bit more accustomed to the work and the retreat. But yeah, I felt this as the retreat went on. And after the second day, like, yes, there was that effort, uh, more ease for myself. But there was you know, it, it something different hit me. I was hit with this deep pain and I felt a lot of emotion and I cried for this pain and it felt a little bit new. And, as, you know, naturally my system inquired, you know, what is this pain and where is it coming from? And as I kind of traveled inward with it, it was, it opened up into a collective pain. And, you know, there's definitely two parts to that where, you know, one, you know, I'm definitely feeling the personal pain of my individual self and my, the pain of my judgments for myself that I need to be doing more and the retreat needs to be better. But there was this new other pain that opened up and, you know, I've felt the collective pain before, meaning that I've acknowledged it, but you know, I actually felt it as my own pain of my own larger body, the collective. Um, And I just felt this pain of my larger body, of all of our bodies, of the planet, and this downward spiral we're in, which I've spoken about before, that 
although something there's so many beautiful things going on that you know are conducive to an upward spiral but overall we're getting a little bit sicker a little bit more stressed a little bit more toxic a little bit more unhealthier in our minds and our bodies and in you know in our planet as a collective and to feel that pain that you know and for the people in the group that so much effort they've put into spiritual practice or counseling and healing and they're still in the same position as well as this wider body that is not even connected to any movements in that upward direction and it's there's just a decline even if there's a huge numbing to it and a distraction away from it there is this kind of decline happening and yeah just I opened up and and let myself experience that and what a gift what a profound gift for me to have the capacity to open up and allow a little bit of that pain to be felt a little bit of that pain of my larger body to be felt um i attribute that to having that capacity and you know, when I've gotten really serious about my healing journey, which has only been in the last three years, I've been on a healing journey for, you know, 12 years now, but it's only gotten really serious in the last three years. And, you know, that's what I share on the podcast with you is where things really clicked and have started working and have, you know, changed things, pushed that momentum to change things to that upward spiral if you can imagine if things are have a momentum in that they're moving downward and to completely stop that and to start a movement in a different direction it takes a lot of energy more energy than probably the system has ever known to change that movement and yeah the work I've been doing in the past years have has changed that and slowly I've worked through enough of my personal stuff to in order for me to be able to feel something that's going on in the collective so yes I've acknowledged it but I haven't acknowledged it as my own pain and I mean I've done meditations for that don't get me wrong I've done Tonglen and Metta meditations till the cows come home but there was a different experience and a different way that opened up yeah so I always use a mix of rationality and feeling when I'm experiencing pain and that helps me to kind of alchemize it which is a way of transforming and deepening that energy into something that feels magic enlivening beneficial so I reflected on and, you know, which is that rationalization part, I reflected on what, what I can do, especially as this new calling and invitation opened up inside me. What can I do to heal the planet, to heal my larger body? And the first thing is always to be a safe person and to be a healing member of the community. And before that was my number one focus. I was, I'm only being focused on my individual work because I had already seen that I wasn't clear enough. And I'm a, one of those people that sees that 
a lot in the community and on the planet and in different leaders and in different movements where people are actually just projecting their own shit onto the work that they need to do for the world and what others need to do. And I'm so uninterested in that. I'm so turned off by that, that my priority had been my individual work and has been that that's been my focus for so long that I need to become clear enough that I know I'm not projecting my shit onto the work because you see so many people that are intending to do really good work in the world that have so much opposition to it. And I think there's something in that opposition. That opposition is not to the intention. The opposition is, in, is to the approach. And that approach is in some way harboring people's own guilt, trauma, shame in their work. And I needed to know I was clear enough of that. Clear enough. And I do not need to be perfect I do not need to be 100% healed. I just need to be clear enough. And it's taken me years, not that long. But that whole time that I was working on my individual pain and suffering and trauma and conditioning and blind spots, that whole time I was still deeply considering what is happening on the planet, but it just wasn't my priority you know, Spunda's involved and really interested in. So I use the, our business, the yoga studio, as a platform for um, inquiring and educating about environmental initiatives. And I'm, you know, really passionate about that, always inquiring, deeply considering and, and participating in ways to learn about and action to support our planet and, and our community. But it wasn't my priority. My priority was the individual work. And that's still just so empowering and it's, it's still something that is a part of how I can heal the planet is to, it's not anymore, the priority is not about me so that I can be clear enough and I can have a good life for me and for the people around me, which is, you know, for me. It's actually what I am reflecting on is that I can be a safe person and a healing member of the community for the community where firstly it was a priority to do that for myself so being a safe person being someone who my very presence can heal people in my proximity is is one of the ways and um, how many ways do I have I've got six ways that I want to share with you of how I can heal the planet. The second one is to support those who take initiatives and are and actions in healing the planet and others. So NGOs and environmental um, initiatives and human rights initiatives. So, you know, there's a big cleanup effort required and I'm not going to run an environmental organization. I've got to pick my battles. I'm directly working on the relational healing part of our planet and our community. But on those physical levels, which are just so important, I can support those by donating, by showing up, by supporting the people that are doing that work directly to heal the planet 
and communities so I can support others and it doesn't take that much effort. The third is that I can create spaces for people to gather, spaces that have an intention of safety and healing. So it could be one-to-one spaces, it can be group spaces, community spaces that help to give people their brain back so that they can start to have their own individual upward spiral. The fourth is to provide free resources. So my mission with functional spirituality is to increase the accessibility of functional healing and functional spirituality because one of the saddest things that really gives momentum to the downward spiral downward spiral is approaches that don't really work because that's such a wasted effort it's it's so it takes away hope it takes away resources like time energy money when we are practicing healing and spirituality that don't have a functional effect or a transformational effect so providing free resources like classes meditations trainings free workshop online material that's on demand for people is one of the ways that i can help to heal the planet and to offer relational training so so many of the patterns of suffering and decay that are in place in our planet are from relating I really feel in so many ways, as you know, from my work and from a lot of you have listened to the Healing Complex Trauma, the free workshop, is that these patterns came into place from how we were related to when we were younger. And now that determines how we relate to life, people, ourselves now. So offering the training, another word is the theory or the philosophy that loosens up those patterns and rewrites them and reconditions us. So obviously that's the main body of work that I do when it comes to healing is offering those relational training spaces. The final one is another part of my work, which is to offer deep healing immersions. So things like retreat, mentoring, the courses, offerings that they have an exchange and there's another level of accountability is the work that I can do to heal the planet. And now I want to open it up to you if you think there is any way, any other way that I can support you and to help to heal the planet. I am really interested. This is something very profound that has opened up inside of me. Um, It feels this new level of feeling this pain and feeling the dysregulation of my greater body. Um, It's inspiring and it's a little bit of a new level in my meditation and in my practice. So I'm ready to learn from the community as well. I think there's just so much resources and information amongst us and I'd be very interested to hear about that. As always, we'll put up a post in the Facebook group where we can comment and share ideas about how we can heal the planet and definitely reflect on my ideas. Um, I think they're all really relevant for all of us. Um, They're quite general and I think um, except the ones where you are offering and and creating and and holding um, your own work in the relational 
and healing feels. I think creating safe spaces, supporting others who are doing this work and being a safe person is something that we can all do, every single one of us. And as always, if this has been helpful for you, it would be a great service to us and myself if you can take a screenshot of the episode and post it up on your socials. This is a great way for people who might really value this podcast to get access to it. So I thank you in advance for sharing and for listening and for participating in this discussion. And I look forward to sharing the next episode, which is going to be all about trust. So what can actually help us in this upward spiral and something that I hope will be a beautiful way of offering healing and something a bit more embodied for us. So look forward to chatting with you then. Thank you for tuning in to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe by pressing the plus button on iTunes or the following button on Spotify. This is going to ensure that this resource is available and top of mind when you most need it. So please subscribe now.